Hi, I'm Kim Payne, and you're listening to the Courageous Me podcast, which is all about inspiring you through incredible stories and sharing some really cool ways to add more courage into your life. Welcome to another episode of Courageous Me, and today we've got the incredible V Burn. She's the founder of Lifestyle V Finance and a whole lot of other things, but I'll get you, V, to explain all the other titles that you've got sitting behind you. Before we do learn a bit more about you, could you just share what excites you about having a conversation about courage with me today? Sure. And first of all, thank you for having me, Kim. And uh, I think we met last year, and I think uh, you are very courageous as well because I believe we met where you were presenting at an accounting event seminar, you know, in, in the room, and we were quite impressed. So I think we did connect since then. So, yes, I am V from Last Avid Finance, and also I'm the director of a Global Commercial Advisory Group. So we launched Global last year, and also have set up an international gravity business launch to bring people together, but most importantly, to share courage as well. So what do you love about courage? Like, What does courage mean to you? What is it? Yeah, I think. I think courage to me, it relates to basically what are the things that I want to overcome and that I never thought I could do it, you know. So sometimes um, we really want to do something, but we just get discouraged because we, either maybe we don't have the support around us or maybe, maybe we don't know how to get there. So whether it's on a personal basis or whether it is, you know, professional. So I I think since I was little, I do like to break barriers and that's basically me. Yeah, so the black sheep of the family. So I always like to do things that probably, which takes lots of courage, put it this way. Yes. Oh, oh you just <laughs> opened a big door for me, V, to go right down. So since you were little, you like to break barriers, break boundaries. Talk yeah. to me about that. When was the first time as a little girl that you realised that and how did that actually play out? Yeah. So I think probably I've touched base a bit about uh, maybe in regards to my background, right? So I'm from Mauritius and uh, in, in our culture, of course, um, we are very conservative, you know, so it's kind of uh, when we grow up, it's like more attention or more respect is given towards uh, probably the son of the family. But, yeah, so but me and my brother, we, we, we just get along so well, you know, he's my, my life. But having said that, uh, he will be allowed to do things and which I will not be allowed to do. So... Taking that on board, I always wanted to do. For example, you want to play, I would be playing football with him, you know, or I will be going out with him on excursions where, uh, you know, climbing mountains and that kind of thing. So probably things that we were not allowed to do, you know. And uh, I think, uh, well, both my parents were professionals, but still I did see my mom kind of she had some reservation for me growing up and I didn't want to live with that reservation if that makes sense what sort of reservation was it 
like uh, for example a guy can or a boy is supposed to carry the name of a family so he's the one that you know can do you know the, the whether it's a degree or a master degree or a phd and so forth but uh, as far as a girl is concerned like you have to do your degree for, for us it's, it's that's the way you know you've got to do you need to have an education degree but then after that it's the family that comes you see so it's not really that you can pursue a career and be really career oriented but after it's like 25 you need to settle down and you know have a family and that kind of thing so i think i really wanted to because all the girls in my family, I think everybody really wanted to break barriers and they all went to have the career of their own. But looking at my mom, I think the courage come from her because she had us and then she did continue on with her higher study, like university degree and so forth. And she became like really, really exceptional in her field. So she did have us. And even for her at that point in time, it was not easy. So I did see how she had the courage to really manage her home and her career. So that really, I think that is something that I really admire and I look up to. So I thought if she can do it at that point in time, why can't I do it, you know? Wow. And did your dad feel the same way? Like was he as supportive or? No. So that's where the issue lies. So probably... um, he was not supportive of her being very, very independent and career-oriented and so forth. And even so, dad was always supportive of my brother, but not really supportive of me. Like, because even during my master's, oh, he, he always had this idea, oh, well, what's next? What's the big deal about it, you know? So that ideology that, and I'll make you laugh, he's a school principal. and make you It's funny. It's really funny. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? It's You always have to, take one step ahead and you really have to do what you want to do. It doesn't matter whether, you know, other people approve of it or not because you Mm -hmm. have to get the courage to come out of your shell. And if you have a goal, I mean, you really need to work hard towards it. So that was not easy. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to to know that this is what you want and the life you want and the opportunity you want to create for yourself. But when you've got say, a parent that is not supportive of that. It's very hard. Yeah, I can only imagine it would be really hard. Now, he's a principal. Was he a principal in Mauritius? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Still over in Mauritius, yeah. Um, So so how did you get past this? And obviously, you know, I know a little bit about you, but how did that all play out? So obviously you're in Australia as well now, not in Mauritius. How did? Tell me about that transition. Yeah. So... I kind of uh, always wanted to do my master's, my master's degree in professional accounting. So I kind of paid for my study myself and I kind of applied. So he only came to know when he got the letter from the embassy. So that was quite daunting because I know that time he can't say no because I've paid for my tickets and paid for everything. So I'm leaving in a couple of days. So that's the only way I could do it. And where are you leaving to go to? To Australia. Australia. So you've gone and organised to get everything. your everything over here in Australia without your dad. Know. Did your mum know? Um, my mum, she knew bits and pieces, but at that point in time, she knew that I've made up my mind. But, yeah, I made up my mind to go. But at that time, it was quite hard because I, already, I was 
already I already had a career there so I kind of the courage was what do you do do you settle down comfortably or do you leave everything behind and that leaving everything behind um the home and everything else behind the comfortable life and coming back here to start from scratch from zero that was really the courage that mm. um yeah made probably made me um where I am today on my own efforts yeah wow so firstly how old were you when this happened and why did you choose australia yeah so i chose i was in my um late 20s but yeah and I chose Australia and not Europe because most of my family are in UK and France. So this and my brothers in US. So I didn't want to go somewhere where I have the support because what's the point of you wanting to do something on your own and take all the challenges? But if you go somewhere and you be, you know, with your family or again, you have the support. So you're not going to discover yourself as well. You're not gonna, you know. You, so I chose Australia, and you're just one person here. But but I must admit, when I came here, I was I I did lose my identity because it it was very hard and very harsh, and I did lose my identity, and I kind of probably took me a long time to rebuild myself. Mm. Talk to me about what lose your identity looked like. What did yeah. it look like, and how did it feel? Yeah, I I think looking back a little bit of context in Mauritius, so we we are very well surrounded by family and also um you know um yeah very much, very well supported so when we come when i came here so i was alone and i just knew one person so for me to connect and communicate and rebuild and to discover myself, it was a big challenge because I knew no one in Australia. Mm. But the good thing was at uni, at university in our team, uh, we had, it was, of course, people from everywhere, Australia as well, but also international. So I think I kind of tried to build relationship and so forth. And mind you, we're still, we're still good friends with whoever came from them from that time. I'm talking about 2000, so. 24 years we still are very very good friends so in that process I think the challenge is do I continue or do I go back do I have the courage to continue you know do I stay here do I do one semester two semester or do I go back for my comfortable life what do I do so that that courage probably also come from spirituality that's Ooh. why I want to bring spirituality here is because I think we grew up very, uh, I would say, yes, very religious, but for me it's more spirituality that comes into play because how will you harness that power or how will you harness that courage to keep going? So for me here, it's my brother who is also in spirituality and my mom. So, um, But my mind you, my mom always say, come back, come back, you know, you know how parents are. Hmm. But... Uh, I think my brother knows that, okay, you have a vision, so how are you going to achieve that vision, you know, because we're very close and he knows that uh, I have that vision. But see, if you want something, it doesn't matter what other people say around you. People will always try to, you know, put you down or you always will be facing difficult situations. 
But if you have the mindset that this is what I want, this is what I can achieve, I think you will work towards your goal. You will, you will overcome the challenges. And uh, it was not easy at that time because you are in a different setup. Mind you, if you have a career and you leave your career and you come and start again, even, I mean, especially master degree uh, or MIT, I would say is tough. So you got you need the courage to really make sure the other thing that you 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 have your you pass with flying colors because there's no way looking back or returning. So that was uh, something that um, I do look back and I probably sometimes I do sink in in probably in those dark moments, but at the same time it gives me the courage to say okay what I've done. Oh, absolutely. So you've come out here, you know, one other human in Australia. Yes. You're doing your master's degree in accounting. Yes. You then have to decide, do I stay and continue on this path in this country and recreate who I am and build up an identity? Correct. Or do I go back to where my mother's arms are open and and accepting me? Would your father have accepted you back? My dad would have a very... uh strange or difficult relationship probably like um yeah i'll just say very briefly so we kind of we did grow up in domestic violence which was really really very severe but i can't really talk about it because it was very traumatic yeah okay so um so for me is um he he probably he my dad Probably he's also someone who thought that um, did not give much importance to me being the daughter of the family, you know, because I don't carry the name of the family. So it doesn't matter what I do in that sense. It's not really appreciated because I remember when, uh, whoa, my graduation, he came and so forth. But then he was, oh, what's the big deal about it, you know? And then when I got my permanent residence, oh, what's the big deal? It's always, it's always putting me down, you know? It doesn't matter what I do or what I've achieved until today. It's the same. So that hasn't changed. But having said that, you, you as an individual, you need to gather that courage and that appreciation for yourself because if you will keep looking for it outside and if you will keep having a say oh I want to be um, accepted you have to accept yourself first mm. completely yeah. completely agree with you and oh, there's so many things I want to do so um, when you were making that decision and you did decide to stay what role, and I'd love to, you said, I'm not religious, I feel yes. it's more spiritual. What role do you think spirituality, and can you just tell me a bit about that, what role did that play in helping yeah. you make the decision to stay living on the other side of the world to where your family are, uh, yes. knowing few people and starting from scratch, and, and how challenging that might be? What role did spirituality play in that? I, I think for each one of us, we need a source of probably inner balance and we need a source of power right so I think for us probably I'll just say me and my brother when we grew up we grew up with lots of um, spiritual masters around us so we grew up in that uh, atmosphere so probably when we were even uh, 
10, 12, and so forth. So that all always played an important role in our in our life. So even at school, because we were in elite school. So elite school, they always had some spiritual uh, curriculum and so forth. Because Mauritius is very multicultural, you know. So if you're Catholic, you'll have the, you know, you will have study for that and that kind of thing. So you can choose. So I think for us, that helped us to build that foundation to deal with any situation in you know in life so when i was here uh, i kind of regathered my thoughts around it and probably the energy around spirituality because uh, you know my spiritual masters are always they are international so i can reach out to them um yes and i can always so i'm always in touch with them as well so even now Oh yes, even now, yes. Yeah, and we're talking about live humans, not. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yes. So, yeah. So I do practice Reiki as well, which is channeling energy, and Reiki's origin is from Japan, so mind you. So, but and also um, probably the old age mantra philosophy. Um, so, all sorts of probably spirituality, but our our spiritual master is still here. They're still alive. Yes. Well, and as a little girl, I love this because this is not the world that, say, you know, I, I grew up here in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. I didn't even get really um, aware of spirituality until well and truly into my 30s, even 40s. Yes. What growing up, you said it was a very big part of your life at an elite school. Yes. What, what did that look like? Like was it classes? Was it in your family home? Oh, was yeah. it everywhere? How did it sort of? play out yes so we kind of uh in in our culture probably in our family so we're hindu so in the hindu culture we always have festival and we always have rites and rituals that kind of thing so as kids growing up we kind of learn what are the benefit of it or the positive side of it because sometimes it's too much you know for us but you know but at the same time spirituality brings people together that's how our cousins and family always you know gather around an event just like you have Easter and immersions will celebrate that as well because still multicultural but even here I mean we do have uh you know uh, probably centers or we do have where we can go for to, if you want to take a break and you know it, it's the same like in Mauritius, we do have that at home, yes. And in school, we do have some curriculum activities, extracurricular. So we do have different kind of uh, spiritual, probably, uh, classes and so forth that you can take on board. But mind you, you have a choice. So if you, if, if, if something happens to you, you can either take spirituality as a pathway or a cigarette. I, I'm just giving an example. You know what I mean? It's either you want to take, okay, let's have a couple of beers or let's have. So it's it's what you decide. And and mind you, there's nothing right or wrong. It's what really connects you to, to your inner power, I would say. And do you think it's that inner power that allowed you to make the decision to move to Australia without your yes. father knowing and to have the courage, as you say, without having to then you know, live life with his acceptance of you. Yes. But your own acceptance, do you think this contributed to you being able to do that? Yes, I guess yes, because it's kind of if if someone always liked to destroy you, I put it in this way because I can't say more, you would want to stand on your feet 
and you would really want to make sure that you are in a safe place. And you have to create that safe place for you. So how do you do that for yourself, Mm -hmm. say, on a daily basis? How do you create the safe space for you to continue, even now, to stand on your own feet, to accept you, you know, no matter what's going on around? What, What do you do to bring that forward each day? Yeah, I think the the main thing um, the main thing is to be grateful. The main thing is to be grateful and count your blessing, because there could be that um, if I look back, maybe I wouldn't be here today, maybe I wouldn't be able to breathe today, you know. So having said that, the whether you connect with the the universe is there for everybody, and the universe support us. So I think on a daily basis, I do practice meditation and I do practice some grateful attitude and uh, I do practice. So I'm a practicing basically. Yeah. So I was going to say that, like, is this a daily practice for you or is it? practice. Yeah. yeah. So it's a daily practice. So I do devote my time, whether it's 15 minutes, the bare minimum, or probably every day it's an hour. So you do a, a, like a meditation gratitude practice at least yes, for, on yes. average an hour a day. Yeah, so I do that and with my little rites and rituals, which I'm happy about. <laughs> so some practice, which is uh, which we have been uh, probably we're born into it. So there's always good things in you know any any culture. So I was always doing it since I was little. So I think that's my strength. Oh yeah, that's a massive superpower. I love that V. Yeah. And so and so then you've gone and done your masters in accounting. Oh <laughs> like yes. Seems so completely opposite to the oh, conversation yeah, yeah, we're yeah. having. Yeah. How did all of that play out? And and oh can I ask, when you moved to Australia, yeah. could you speak English? Oh yeah, the good thing in Mauritius, so I'll tell you about a bit about Mauritius. Mauritius was colonized by the British and the French. So our official language is English. So we learn, we have to learn English and French since we are two or three side by side. Then when we, when we, then we, of course, everyone wants the kids to go to the best school. So elite school and so forth. So there's uh, all sorts of uh, probably academic uh, education and, you know, exams and so forth. But English and French is side by side. And then depending on your background, if you are uh, Chinese, we are very mixed in Mauritius, you know, we all look so different. So if you're Chinese, you learn Mandarin. Uh, and if you are Muslim, you learn Arabic or Urdu. If you're Hindu, you learn Hindi. So every Mauritian speaks four languages. Wow. So you can speak four yeah. languages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I speak English, French, uh, Creole and Hindi. I speak four languages. Every, Mauritian, every single Mauritian, yes. Oh, fruit. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yes. And English and French is uh, we have full, we have Cambridge University examination, year 10th and 12th. So full, everybody is uh, very fluent in languages, yes. Oh, I love yeah. oh, can you see yeah. that sign on my back wall? Amour. Yeah. Can you read what's above it? I can't see clearly from here, though. Is that no. uh, oh, in French? Is that la vie? La vie ne serait d'être secure. Oh my God, you even sound like a français. On peut faire l'interview en français. We can do the interview in French if you want. Un petit peu. Je vis ça and pizza avec olive. <laughs> the only thing I think I could ever say was my name and that I want a pizza with olives. <laughs> 
which is absolutely useless information. It doesn't help anyone. That, that just says in French, life is not worth living without love. Yes. Yeah, but I can't pronounce it nor speak yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit far, but I can yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you've got four languages. Yes. And so so how did life play out? Because I know right now, you know, you're the founder of Lifestyle V Finance. Yes. So how did you end up obviously you stayed in Australia after you yes. during your Correct. master's. Correct. Yeah. Tell me about how life panned out and how you then made a life for yourself and a beautiful career and you know, yeah. you're where you are today. Yeah. So I make you laugh a little bit. So when I was studying, so I of course, um, I kind of uh, paid for my study myself, but I also had to work to pay the rest of my study on my own because one thing is that um, I do not like to depend on anybody for anything. So I do, if I want something, I'll work for it. Mm-hmm. So that is something that I'm always very proud of. So when I finished my study, um, I kind of joined, I I realized that I can't be behind the computer as an accountant. It's okay, but I do like to deal with people. <laughs> That's me, probably. Uh, I'm all about relationships, so I joined uh, banking and finance from then. So work with all the majors. Yeah, so work uh, in different capacity with the majors. And, and I did learn lots as well, lots in terms of people, behavior, and so forth, as well as, uh, of course, excelling in, in my field. So... Yeah. So, of course, courage, you know, like you say, courage. Courage doesn't just end with one particular goal. Courage is something you need every day. You need that every day, every day and every day. Yes. Yeah. So how did you go from then being in the majors, yes. so I'm assuming the corporate world, yeah. to doing your own thing? How did that work out? Okay. Where did that so, come from? Yeah, I, I, I'm someone who's always fascinated about academics and qualifications and also experience and expertise because I always believe for you to be able to deliver and support anyone, you really need to be well equipped. So when we're in banking finance, we also have, uh, uh, you know, RG146 for general advice. And then, then I realized, okay, so we're working in various areas and my interest was really probably really developed in, in the, in the lending space so then I thought okay it's time for me to you know launch on my own <laughs> that's yeah. not a decision everyone makes V that you really yeah. wanted to launch into the lending space on your yeah. own when you've been in the corporate world yeah. where's that come from and, and also why did you want to do that I, also, I make you laugh I also launched it was uh we didn't know it was the pandemic I was launching the pandemic time <laughs> of course uh, right yeah yeah so you go out and start, had you always wanted to run your own business was that something you thought about I don't think I thought about that before let's be honest no so I never thought I will be running my own business one day so no. why did you do it <laughs> no, I, I did it because after a while when you are especially if you work with the majors you're really really well equipped to deliver because the standard is really, really high in the corporate world. And you really, you, you become very well equipped to do anything and to be adaptable. I then wanted to really use my skill sets. So I took the courage to really launch and uh, use my skill sets, my experience and my expertise. Were you and not able to do that still in your roles in the corporate? But then you'll be limited, right? Because you are limited. I would say in the corporate world, you can't you can't expand and flourish the way you want. You just can't do that. You wanted more. I wanted more, and I wanted more 
on my efforts. So, yeah. uh, and, and, and the business, mind you, we start from scratch again. So the courage to do it, it's always comes to you, oh, did you take the right decision? You know how you get that bell, say, oh, did you take the right decision or not? But then the thing is, if you decide upon something, you need to build the courage to go forward with it. So how did you do that? Like I said earlier, it's probably looking back at your trajectory, looking back, you know, at all that you've been through, it will always tell you who you are. Because if you keep letting other people judge you, they will judge you from their mindset, their limited mindset. And if you want to develop a growth mindset, you push forward. So you gather your skills, you gather your experience, you gather your expertise, and I say qualification do, do matter. Then you work with that. So you build your courage. Every step of the way, you need, you need courage. Every step of the way. Because there is nobody out there who will come and tell you, oh, I'm here to help you out. It, come on, Kim, it does not exist. Let's be honest. No, it doesn't. Yeah? So, and, and the other thing, I'm someone very transparent. So I'm really myself. And I really admire people who are themselves because they know that they're making a difference. And me coming in, in this space, I really want to make a difference in people's lives. Why? So in the lending space, it's I can't just take any client on board either. Because if a client can't walk with me and see the value that I add in their life, then there's no point in me doing what I'm doing, you see. So I'm a little bit different. Oh, you're very different. And that is a massive compliment, by the way. <laughs> that is a, a big compliment. Don't misunderstand that. I really loved what you said, though, about one, that courage is every day. It's all the time. It, it's not like, you know, done, dusted, yes. move on. You've done courage, tick the box. But that it really for you came back to knowing who you are. Yeah. And I completely agree with you. And yet I still find it's one of the things that people struggle with the most. And and today with the world the way it is, I think that those who are very, very clear on who they are yeah. and how they bring who they are to the outside world. I think they're yeah. the ones who certainly find that their coping mechanism and resilience to deal with the things that are going on is far yes. greater. So who are you? I think who I am, I'm still that little girl. I in in my head and in my headspace, I'm still that lit I'm still that little girl who really want to discover more. And break boundaries and, and barriers break boundaries and... and break barriers because yep. this is just the beginning oh I love that I love that I love it <laughs> when you when you're and, and breaking the boundaries is you know you've done seems like you keep doing that yes you're going into your own business you've not run your own business before did you feel any fear any resistance or was it kind of like the next logical step for you because you wanted that freedom and the limits of being in the corporate world and the limits of being able to expand your gifts yeah I think I think I wanted to really like you say I like to break barriers so I didn't want to be limited whether it is in the leadership space whether it is in the education space or whether it's you know in the support and assistance that we can offer to families and even businesses I do not want to be limited because I know what I can bring on on the table so if you know your power and if you know your capacity and your capability you will just be ready anytime having said that 
if you are expecting that other people will see you in the same capacity, if you keep ex that expectation, we shouldn't be keeping that expectation because we shouldn't be expecting anything from anybody. So how do you deal with that though? Because there are, I mean, society in itself, partners, yes. spouses, friends, family, yes. put expectations on us all the time. Yes. How do you navigate life without letting others' expectations sway yeah. you? Or, okay. or do they sometimes? I think here yeah, I'm going to bring my my partner, my my husband, Scott, and he's my rock. One thing that I also say besides spirituality, what did bring the best in me is he does bring the best in me. So he's the one, he's my backbone. So he's the one who keep pushing me and he's the one who supports me nonstop. So he's the one who sees the value in me, which sometimes I can't see. So that's important. So around you, you would be having everyone in their life. They should be have. They do have one person or two who are the backbone. So for me, my partner, he is my backbone. Because like you said, what do I do if I expect? And I don't say that I'm on my high all the time. There are times that you do so much, you give out so much and so much of your time and effort and energy and you do so much, but you think, oh, is this really worth it, right? But then I've learned something from my spiritual master as well as from my partner. Whatever you give out to the universe, it doesn't matter whether at that particular time the person can see it or not. It will always be beneficial to the universe. It will always come back to you. Scott is also, he's Australian, but he's very spiritual in the sense that he's got a magnificent heart. You know, he's very well balanced. He's, he's just amazing. And he's always encouraging me. So you need one person who always encourages you. So that's important. I was actually going to ask, one, um, it, was he yes. from Mauritius or was he here from Australia? No, and two, was he spiritual? But you've answered both of those questions. Yes. How, when, when did you meet him? How old were you and how did that happen? Uh, when I was in the back, there, we, I had a very good friend. He said, oh, I think I know someone that you will get along with. And at that time, so Scott is also into business. His family is also in business, but professional is in education, but otherwise they have business so well so that time i'm he said okay and it was my birthday i said okay let's go to his restaurant and then we'll introduce you there so that's how so that's how we met <laughs> through oh, a common wow. friend so for me again the trust factor was important so i was i would not probably have gone out with I, I kind of trusted my friend that's how I trust Scott so mm. the experience that I had before probably growing up I am not someone who would be out there really to waste my time put it this way and I, I really love that you said that and you find this in Scott not everybody does find that person even in their partner I mean it might start out that way but yes. as we grow and change you can go in different directions but there are times when when you're doubting your value or you're yep. questioning or having those moments that it's almost like he steps in yes. and allows you to see it again. Correct. Have you got an example of where that's played out? Probably when I am with the clients. So I kind of tend to give lots of my time and I don't set boundaries because I believe if someone is really stressed 
you know, it's our duty. We have do, do have a duty of care. I always operate this way, you know. So I always give time. It doesn't matter whether it's a Sunday or whether it's late at night, that kind of thing, you know. And then sometimes, so when everything is settled or everything is okay, you realize that people are not, I'm not saying everybody, but sometimes some people, some client may not be grateful. Then he's tell me, so what are you expecting, you know? So that, I don't know, me, I'm a very emotional person, so I'm not mechanical and I can't be transactional, you see? So everyone is different. So I can't, I'm relationship-based. I place lots of value in, in, in people's in relationship and emotions. So that is not too good. So there, that's where he comes in and, and tells me, okay, just need to narrow down this bit of, you know. So he kind of, he's, he's always there. That's a good thing. That's beautiful. And I love, like, you're, you're in lending, right? You're in finance. So yes. there can be a very transactional part and yes. a very transactional approach that some people take. What I love that for you, it's not, it's all about relationship. Yes. And do you believe that that, I mean, that is really one of your superpowers, relationships and connections. But yes. do you believe that that then helps you in one knowing who are the type of clients that you want to work with and two, in building your business. Yes, because I don't want everybody on board and I I want to work with people who see value in what I'm providing them. Because mind you, lending is very complex. If you are helping someone with lending, you are really trying to help them all throughout their life. So if you don't have the base right and if you don't educate them, they they, they won't be able to to have a vision and they won't be able to expand and grow. So that's why I say lending is really delicate and it's really case by case basis. But it is also about education because everything is related to finance scheme. Whether you do a budget, whether, you know, living expense, and mind you, in lending, it's always about living expense as well as servicing. So everything is related. Yeah, and I love this. This It's so opposite to the whole world of spirituality and everything, and and yet this is so good. The other thing I want to touch on too, V, is I know that when I met you after I'd spoken at that event and um, I've seen you a number of times since, you always look different. You've got the most beautiful way of expressing this glorious, magnificent human that you are, even outwardly, whether it's your hairdo, your outfit, your earrings, you always look and you never, ever look like what people would think somebody who's in a finance-related role would look like. Where does that come from and how do you have the courage to still bring who you are out externally in the world that you're working in? Thank you. You're being very humble, but thank you. I think here I'd like to touch base about my mom. So my mom, she's uh, she's a professional um, artist academically, but also performer. So we have that background. We have been performing on live TV shows for religious events or main events and also... um, on, on different stage, like the art center, that kind of thing in Mauritius, the kind of, when we were growing up. So I think that part is in me, so I can't get rid of it. <laughs> that part is in me. I can't get rid of it. That's that's who we are. And and culturally, we are kind of very versatile. So when I, I understand where you're coming from, because when I was at uh, probably one of the majors and one of the lady told me, oh, the colors that you wear, because I did not realize that the corporate environment before, I'm talking about earlier 
2000 and something yeah it's like black or gray or you know those colors not not now no it's good it's diversity you know i don't believe you got to restrain yourself especially if you are a woman because this doesn't define who you are as far as you are decent i would say you got to leave and then if if i'm a i'm running my own business and i I tell you honestly, I would not bother what the way other people would say, okay, so you know what I mean? I mean, because I do go in, in, in meetings and stuff and, and, and whatnot, and I do realize that, okay, if you're in finance, you got to be like different. Then you don't want to lose your identity, do you? you don't and that's what I love, and that's why you're going back to knowing who you are yeah, the as courage. the foundation of life. is. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know your identity. You've obviously created a new identity here in Australia. Yeah, and the courage to carry your identity wherever you are. That's a big courage because when you are in a room, people expect you, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you, Kim. People expect you, oh, you're in finance, you know. I like to carry my identity. So, And if you need to know me more, I mean, you need to reach out. You know, the, the, the tendency of us judging others, so I don't like to judge others, but you agree with me and you also being in the finance sector and you agree that we do get that a lot, judgment. But I think people now, especially 2024, and, you know, with diversity and so forth, we really need to embrace people the way they are and they can deliver. And now the other the other bit, whether I'm, you know, in my space, we are women and how can we work and operate as competitive and be really have the courage to step into those space which is for me I work also with businesses commercial lending private lending uh, construction property sphere land banking I do a lot I do everything that concerns lending and this is not a space that many women venture into because the you will be dealing with businesses and so forth on, on, on different levels. But that's what I like to do because I like to break barriers and challenges and I have the courage to do it. You see? So it's all Back about to breaking time. barriers. Yes. But how do you find the courage? Because this is a conversation I haven't this is really interesting. I ran yeah. a marketplace just before the end of the year where I was selling all my old clothes and a lot of it was my corporate wear from my past life where it was darker and grayer and suits and I had this woman who was working for one of the large four accounting firms and she said to me oh I've been following you on Instagram and I see you wear color all the time and I saw you had this market and I came along but I actually don't think I have the courage to wear color but I like color but my bosses tell me I've got to always wear dark and gray. Oh, and so she, yeah, but I could see this woman who had so much inside her, but yeah. she had to be a certain way and didn't know how to bridge that gap. You, you've bridged that gap, V. You still turn up with the identity, wearing, you know, whatever it is that you want to wear and looking different. You look different. Every single time I see you, you look different. And I've said that to you before and I love that about you. How do you do that, though? Where do you find the courage inside to do that? I think because I don't want to lose my identity, whether I am in finance or not. Mind you, in, in my field as well, probably with Westpac, I've had the, the Davidson Award and so forth and whatnot. So I do excel in my field. That's why I do want to keep my identity. So I don't want to follow the crowd, put it this way. I, I, I'm not someone following the crowd. I can say that openly and clearly. Oh, I can validate yeah. that. <laughs> oh, there is no question. 
Yeah, you have one life. And also, probably, I would say that in my culture, we're very conservative. So whatever we do, it's like we always, our back, we always have, we're always being watched, right? So every step that we take, we have to, we have to take that step with integrity and accountability and credibility as well. We can't afford, for me, I cannot afford to take the wrong step. No, but interestingly, that you say you grew up in a culture that was very conservative because you are far from conservative, so far. But yet in your work, obviously, with the integrity and the diligence to do what needs to be done at that level, but I guess that then allows you to express you and bring your identity to the table because you've got the other part of it, you know, the the technical part, the smarts and the, the credibility around the work ticked off but but even in the life journey on a personal level it's always about doing the right thing because you need to you need to make sure that uh, you know you're very well respected so that is something that we have in our in our culture and it has to be that way I will make I'll tell you a story I'll make you laugh because I'm thinking about this when I was little so I was very naughty, the naughtiest among my cousins. And all my cousins were more or less the same age, right? And we, we all excel now, study best school, whatnot. But they were always very obedient to the parents, always very well behaved. So when we, my, my grandma, in, during holiday, I used to spend lots of time with my cousins and my grandma. So when we were on the streets, I lose, used to love giggling and I used to love being the naughty one. And my grandma would always say, B, you're the only one who will create, you know, who will be loud. Can you please behave as a girl? I used to hear that a lot. You know, I used to hear that a lot. And among all my cousins, when my grandma would come to my place, she would always say, look at your cousin, you know. So, But I love my cousins. We are all, we are very close till date. Till, till today, we have a group as well that we chat. We're very close. But I remember always my grandma would say, you have to do this. You have to behave like this. You have to do this. So that is in my head. I can't take that away, you know. So it's always, okay, you really have to behave behave in a way. You always have to be respectful. And, you you know, you need to have, you know, very good mannerism. You need to be, you know. So that is something that we grew up with. It's there. How you project yourself, you really need, you know, respectfully to deserve that respect back. That is something that I'll say, yes. Yeah, I love that you you were the little rebel that was behaving as a naughty girl. But but interestingly, V, and and obviously growing up as a little girl myself, it was always, you know, girls have to behave this way. And I've always had a very loud voice, but I was very, very shy and very timid and I didn't use the volume of my voice a lot when I was growing up. I was the goody two-shoes that behaved (laughs) and, you know, the parents said this or the teacher said that. I was the yes sir, no sir, how high sir kind of girl. Oh, wow. I'm discovering something about you too. Uh, I know, right. So it's interesting that you had that environment growing up and yet when I look at you, I would not have thought that at all. And maybe, maybe, you know, with your mother and the art and the performance and, you know, the colour and the liveliness it brings to because I just see you as someone that goes very respectful, a lot of integrity, but yes. very free to be who you are at the same time without, you know, girls should dress like this, girls shouldn't do that. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't see that conservative side of you. Maybe that is one of your superpowers that it comes out like when you're doing the actual work for the client, but in how you express yourself, I see someone who's very, very 
um, free. free to be oh, yeah. who they are. Yes, yes. So I think I follow through my mom. So she's totally, uh, um, my, my mom was always probably in that limelight all the time. She was, yeah, because in her field as well, but she's also well-known, but she's got a Life Achievement Award too in her career. So the vision and the, you know, everything comes from her as well. So because despite whatever was happening around her, she had the love and the passion for something, for her career in her space. I kind of admire that in her and she's she was always like that. So she was, yeah, people know her for that. So probably. Yeah, and I love that that was something that you've admired and yes. your space is just a different space to hers. But you st- I can feel the love and the passion that you have with all you do. You're a really, really like top-notch networker and connector. So what are some of the things that you've been doing just, and I know that you mentioned a number of other things besides being the founder of Lifestyle V Finance. What are some of the other things that you've done and how are they playing out today? Okay. So I think uh, last year, yeah, so last year I launched an international global gravity lounge. So it's kind of a platform where all professionals can connect, not only in Australia, but overseas as well. So here... Professionals can come together and can exchange ideas or can run workshop or they can help support the clients, they can communicate, they can organize conference, they can do anything that they want in this in that space. By anything I mean to excel in and bring the expertise, bring the skill set and connect. So the reason I like to connect people is because I believe everyone has got their own innate capabilities and I believe everyone excel in their field of expertise. So if we bring people together to collaborate, I think it's a win-win for them on a personal level, professional level as well, but also for the clients, right? Because mind you, in the landing space, when I work with the client, we just don't need the client the client, they also need a good accountant, especially in business and commercial space, right? They need a good commercial lawyer or business lawyer. They need advisors. They need a... So if I, I believe if we bring people together, we can do a lot for the community. And that's honestly speaking the truth. Mm. Because mm. we don't want, especially now that we are, especially the last few years that people have, especially small business have faced, uh, you know, so many challenges. And if we are in the industry and we can deliver and we don't deliver, then what's the point of us being in the role that we are in? So as leaders, I do believe that we can come together. And as leaders, we all have... Um, something to give and we can build bigger and better so i have my event coming up on the 21st of february so that event is where i have a platform of facilitators so like a business lawyer we have business coach we have finance coach we have financial advisors a tax advisor and so forth so forth and this is really a live Q&A networking session so that people can communicate, people can build relationship, build rapport, and also have my lenders supporting me. So that's big. And then it will be a live Q&A. Why live Q&A? Because, mind you, I've been in corporate world. I always sit back and, you know, be there 45 minutes and listen to everything. I just can't do that. So I like to 
do things differently. So it's a live Q&A where the participants who would come, they will be able to participate with questions and the platform will be there for them to have access to the professionals as well and vice versa. So it's a live Q&A. So it will be really, really interesting. So I've got that one happening in February. I've got another one, Property Cove, in March. And I've got some surprises for April and May and June. And I think, yeah, so a lot on my plate this year. Oh, I love it. And we'll put all the links in the show notes. People want to follow you, get in contact, learn about your events. What I love, though, V, and I've loved this about you from the beginning, is for you, I believe it's always about collaboration. It's never yeah. about competition. Correct. Like, and that is, it's, that's not how everybody rocks and rolls. No. But that is definitely one of your superpowers, bringing people together. That whole collective is more and more valuable to others than yeah. just trying to go it alone and compete against everyone. Yeah. i tell you something about competition. Us in our culture, since we are two years old, it's a competition because we need to speak four languages. We need to learn the arts. We need to learn whether it's, you know, art or sports and this and that and whatnot. But mind you, for me as a person, I, I realize no one is a competition for anyone, Kim, because our point, our starting point is different. So there's no competition because there's nothing, there's even for twins, you can't say that there is competition because there's nothing that, that is exactly the same. So for me, it's all about collaboration. And I, I and, and I do believe that, and I do that, I should say, I know what are my strengths. I do that very well. I do bring the best in people. That oh, you do, yes. Yeah, that is something I would say I do. And uh, oh, absolutely. I'm proud of, yeah. And you should be proud of it because you are exceptional at it and it's one of the things that drew me to you in the beginning and it's glorious. V, I'm, I'm going to ask you something that is a little bit random but I'm yes. sure you'll be able to accommodate. Yes. Can you say courageous me in the different languages that you speak? Yes. Le courage à moi. That's Tell me what French. language is. French, le, yes. Le, so uh, courage. Courage is courage in French. Yeah. So, le courage à moi. Le courage. Yes. Moi means me. Me? Me. So, le courage, oui. Moi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, le courage à moi. So, that is in French. In Creole, me bien courageux. Moi, courage. Otherwise, we say moi, courage. That's in Creole, in our language, right? And in English, we know. And uh, in Hindi, Hamme dum hai. Hum means dumb means yes. Hamme dum hai. I have courage. Oh, that is absolutely beautiful. I think it sounds sexiest in French. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it seems like everything when the French speak, it's just whatever they're saying, it just sounds glorious. Oh, wow. The unbelievable um i do need to start winding it up but i know you've got these events the 21st of feb i'll pop it all in the show notes yes anyone wants to follow you best place would be on linkedin on linkedin, on LinkedIn. yep yes. i'll put all the details in the show notes yes. and yep. yes and if anyone needs any help with their financing in the show yes. notes will be your details for them to get in contact yeah. with you because, because the other thing that we do if 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 a product is not good for you or it's not the right time for you to buy we do advise you you know that's the main thing but and we work with you with a plan that's where we differ and it's a beautiful relationship, I'm assuming, at the same Correct. time. Correct. Excellent. Correct. The, thank you. You are one brave soul. You are an incredibly 
uh, breaking boundaries, courageous woman. Thank you for sharing with us today. Thanks a million for joining me on this episode of Courageous Me. I hope it ignited a spark or two within you. To keep the inspiration flowing, hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for more episodes. We've got loads of amazing stories of courage, passion and practical tips coming your way. For all the show notes, resources and ways that we can connect, head to courageousme.com.au. And your feedback is incredibly valuable. So if you enjoyed the show, I'd love you to leave a review and a rating. It'll help me spread more of this love and reach more wonderful people just like you. Until we meet again, my friend, always remember, you've got this.